Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Cliff Vaughn, media producer at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guest is William Powell Tuck, author of A Pastor Preaching, Toward a Theology of the Proclaimed Word. He's joining us remotely from Richmond, Virginia. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Good to be here. You've written 43-some-odd books. You wrote this one, A Pastor Preaching, in 2012. Its aim, as you say, quote, to look seriously at what constitutes the content and background of authentic preaching, end quote. In a few words, tell our listeners what does constitute the content and background of authentic preaching. I think authentic preaching contains an awareness of the biblical text and seeking to understand that in its realistic way, uh, as it was in its own day. And then you must take that text and see how it applies to our world today, to human needs. It's not enough simply to stay within the text, which too many preachers do. They need to move that text insight to how it can help us live today. Otherwise, I don't think it's authentic preaching. You need both, both the, the biblical base and also the application to life. You, of course, use some really rich language throughout the book and some important concepts. One of them is humility. We've already talked a bit about authenticity, but I love this line from the book in which you say, quote, in humility, we affirm that the preaching task is not really about the preacher, but about the grace and love of God we are charged to herald, end quote. I'm wondering, is the call to humility especially important for preachers? And I ask because you also write, quote, what can be more preposterous than a person claiming to speak in the name of God, end quote. So it does seem like a preposterous claim, but it's so central to how so many of us organize our faith lives. Can you talk about humility and so forth? Well, I think any preacher who doesn't have a sense of humility, who stands up to preach, really doesn't understand what it means to be a preacher. Because no one, no one, theologians or preachers or anyone can have the total insight into understanding God and the mystery of our faith, of the atonement, the incarnation, of all of these things. And we try to preach it, but we have to preach humbly as we search the scriptures and try to proclaim it as we can understand it well. But no preacher can ever claim to have the only insight or the authentic insight. We are human beings, and we, we preach because we must, as we want to share the word. But in sharing that word, we do it humbly, not seeking to call attention to ourselves. If the preacher's trying to call attention to himself or herself, I think that's a huge mistake. We need to be transparent in the sense point, pointing beyond ourselves to the word which was mo- proclaimed and revealed through Christ, who is the central word and the living word that we preach today. I'd like to go back to what's preposterous for a moment, because all of us can likely think of preachers who speak in the name of God, but seem pretty far from what I would call divine inspiration. And so how do we square this or how do you square this? Well, I think any preacher who claims that he has got personally divine inspiration from God always troubles me. I think uh, now we want God to speak directly to us, but I think for the preacher, 
our truth and insight comes from the scriptures, from the word. We seek to proclaim what we understand in the scriptures, not saying that we've got a special relationship to God that nobody else has. That troubles me sometimes in, in what I see in what I call the TV preachers sometimes who claim that they've got special insights and if you will send so much money to me, I'll do this or that for you. Uh, our, our inspiration comes from the scriptures that are inspired as we seek to interpret them and proclaim the truth that we feel like that is revealed there. And that goes far beyond that any, any preacher claiming that he alone or she alone has direct insight into knowing the authentic truth about God. I, that always bothers me because I think that again is related to humility. We always have to be humble in what we try to declare about God. We'll be right back with more Good Faith Reads. Hi, I'm Tyler Tankersley, Senior Pastor of Ardmore Baptist Church, and we invite you to join us for our newest podcast called Speaking in Parables, where we explore the stories that Jesus told and how to apply them to our lives today. You can find more information at ardmorebaptist.org slash speakinginparables. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today we're joined remotely by William Powell Tuck, author of A Pastor Preaching, Toward a Theology of the Proclaimed Word. I'm Cliff Vaughn of Good Faith Media. Bill, I noted earlier that you are a prolific author. Some of our listeners are authors or people who are contemplating writing a book. What's some advice you have for would-be authors about writing and process? Well, I have actually been writing for years. I started, of course, in college majoring English literature required to write essays along that line. But uh, I think if someone wants to start writing, the, the key is what, what is it you want to write? Uh, for a preacher, it may be you want to, to write your sermons and have maybe have them published. Uh, some of my books are published sermons and they came about in series that I did. And then, but the preacher, part of what you have to learn to do if you want to write is to sit in a chair and take and sit before your computer and work at it. You're not going to do it just by driving around in your car or something of that sort. You've got to slowly work at it and keep keep going. Uh, and you have to learn to receive rejection slips. Not everybody is going to find everything you write accepted, you know, immediately by a publisher. Today, you can get all kinds of things published, uh, which sometimes they require you to pay for it. I would encourage people to try to find resources where you don't have to spend a lot of money or any money, you know, trying to have your things published. And if some people, it may be you want to do a biographical thing about your own autobiographical, about your own pilgrimage and life, which some preachers do. Or, and of course, some of my books have come out of lectures and courses I've taught and things of that sort. And preachers need to learn how to write the sermons out fully at some point, then later they can reproduce them in some ways. But if you only have what I call broad outlines, you're going to have great difficulty in trying to get all that. You need to, to work at it and, and learn not to be discouraged because preaching uh, can be a lonely, I mean, writing can be a lonely job because you've got to isolate yourself and move around. 
I mean, I have a good friend that never could finish his PhD uh, dissertation because he simply couldn't sit down and write. And I tried to do everything I could to encourage him. And sometimes you may want to take a tape, tape recorder or your phone or something and talk into it. And then maybe you could write, write what you hear yourself saying there as you put it down. But there are all kinds of ways that you can try to do it. But you have to just force yourself to do something, discipline. That's a real requirement in writing is learning how to discipline yourself to take time to do it. Did you ever struggle with quote unquote writer's block or was that not one of your particular challenges? Well, one of my, I have a, a book entitled Sermon Block and uh, one of my uh, persons who wrote on that said he couldn't imagine somebody who had published as many books as I ever, ever having Sermon <laughs> Block. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I've ever struggled with Sermon Block. I mean, I've always found something I could preach and work on it, and I didn't, I've never had writer's block. Uh, I mean, I've had to push myself to keep on writing sometimes because I have been a pastor and a teacher, and you have to learn to do that in your spare times. And sometimes my own family could get frustrated because I would spend too much time writing when I needed to, to go off on a vacation or something. So, but anyway, you have to work at it, and I think. Preachers can get writer's block or they can become discouraged. But uh, what you need to do if you get to that point is just push yourself forward. Move forward like what I said before. Maybe if you got the writer's block, then dictate it into something for a while and then copy what you've dictated, you know, to force yourself. Getting those first few sentences are the most important part of writing. Getting that most all writers say the hardest part is beginning. And I, I, I encourage every, every writer just to try to get with it and, and do something. And sometimes you might want to begin just by writing an article and having it published someplace uh, rather than trying to write a whole book. You know, you have some idea or something you want to point and send it to one of our magazines uh, in the CBF organization or someplace else. This book is about 250 pages, and it strikes me, who's not a preacher, as a sort of philosophical handbook by which I mean that you incorporate scripture and literature and philosophy in the service of offering hands-on practicality and advice and wisdom. So this book is really loaded, but as we talk now, a decade has passed since you wrote it, and there have been more advances in media and connectivity, a global pandemic, political divisiveness. Have your thoughts about anything in particular in the book changed of note? Well, I think the major themes that I address in the book, I still think are are paramount, that you've got to have the biblical base. We need to be concerned about theology. We need to see how it meets human needs. And also we draw on contemporary literature in the theater and these things. I suppose I would probably change uh, two two areas or expand them. Now, I do talk about the media today with preachers, uh, how they utilize that sometimes in preaching, you know, with the have screens that flash up parts of the outline of that sermon and these kind of things. And I, I deal with that a little bit, but I think I would go into it a whole lot more and talk about uh, helpful things in trying to do that. And also what I would call some some things that I think I would discourage preachers trying to do because they rather help handicap. Uh, and I think also in the section I deal with theology about the ethical dimensions, 
with what's happened in our world today with so much racism and bigotry and the struggle politically we've got in the world, I would have tried to encourage preachers to try to figure legitimate ways to deal with these really paramount ethical issues that we have, especially like racism and prejudice. And, and church and state, which is a huge issue today that preachers need to figure out how to do it. And also try to discourage them from making this political because I don't think the preacher should ever be one to try to tell people what their political stance should be. Although I, I certainly have mine, but I don't think that's important preaching. But that's, these are two areas I'd probably expand more than I did. I have a little bit in the book on both of those, but I would think I would try to address a whole lot more on those areas. Cause I think today you've got so many more preachers using technology uh, than we had years ago. Though I have misgivings on how helpful some of that is, to be honest with you. I think some preachers put too much of their sermon up there for people to look at, and people have no anticipation of what's coming next because they already see everything you will say. I think that's a huge mistake myself in the preaching. But anyway, that's one area I think I would expand. I want to note here for our listeners that Good Faith Media is always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with a team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you would like to run a proposal by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. Bill, do you have a favorite passage from the book that you could read for us and tell us why it's a favorite? I actually have two brief excerpts here that I, I would share. Uh, one comes earlier in the book and relates to something we discussed a little bit earlier. And, and this is on page 15. None of, none of us ever see the whole of truth, especially religious truth. Who dares to state that she or he can explain the problem of evil and suffering or the mystery of goodness? Whose mind or limited words can explain all about God's creation of the universe, the incarnation, the atonement, the resurrection, or eschatology. We cannot capture God or those great theological themes in a tiny web of words. They will always break under the movement of such thoughts. Even the best of our words fail to describe fully the mystery of God's love. For the task of simplicity, we cannot surrender all of our metaphors, paradoxes, and symbols. So I'll return again and again to the biblical words and shout and whisper them about the God I have known through the word, Christ. And then this uh, last little section that continues, this is toward the end on page uh, 227. In preparing sermons, we make a leap into the unknown. We lift up our words to guide persons to the living word. At times, we feel the strength and the arm of God's presence around us as we prepare and stand to preach and leap into the unknown world before us. Sometimes we tremble at the audacity to stand in the pulpit and declare a word from God. Yet at other times, we say with the Apostle Paul, woe is me if I preach not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, to me, what I try to say in both of these is that all preaching is dealing with the great mystery of God. 
and none of us has all of the answers on that. So that's the reason a preacher must always have a sense of humility. But then we also must preach, as Paul says, we dare to preach. We've got to share what we know and what we understand. And I think authentic preaching is seeking to do that always with humility and always pointing beyond ourselves to taking the written word to point to the living word, Jesus Christ. This to me is really the essential thing. And that's uh, the whole book is toward a theology of the proclaimed word. And that proclaimed word always points to the authentic living word, Jesus Christ our Lord. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been William Powell Tuck, author of A Pastor Preaching Toward a Theology of the Proclaimed Word. It's available at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure to be with you. God bless you.